Women aren't born warriors, we become them. And the road to becoming a warrior is bumpy as hell. Each week I'm interviewing women who through tragedy and triumph are leaping for greatness. Get ready to unleash your inner warrior. I'm Liz Swadek, and this is Conversations with Warrior Women. Hello, Warriors. It's me, Liz Swadek, and this is Conversations with Warrior Women. Thank you for being here today. You may be working out or hiding away in your car or hiding in a closet, but bravo, you're taking this time for you, and you are why we're here today. Women have this uncanny ability to sublimate our feelings and put ourselves last on the list. Well, not today. That's right, Lindsay. Not today. You are first. There's my guest laughing. You are first today. You are top of the list. We're going to begin today. Today, I have a warrior woman on the show that I met a long time ago. You guys have heard a little bit about my birth story with my son, Landon. I've talked about it on the podcast with Tanya Del Pozo, who's a postpartum depression advocate. But it was our guest today who gave me the freedom to tell my birth story with Landon but with a supportive group of moms that I admire. I'm excited for you to get to know her. But first, before that, if you want to find out more about me and this show, you got to go to thewarriormoms.co and click on that podcast link. And if you like this podcast, please leave us a positive review. It makes us move up in the rankings. And you also can always DM me, which you guys are, at warriormompod on Instagram. Thanks for DMing me. I love all your messages, and I love all your suggestions of guests and brands and products and sponsors. Oh, and speaking of sponsors, on to our sponsor. Guys, I have a new sponsor and you know what? It's saving me during COVID and probably will keep saving me. I hate ironing. Oh my God, I would rather die than take out that ironing board. Well, guess what? I now have Tom and Sherry's Iron in a Bottle. That's right, Tom and Sherry's Iron in a Bottle. It's a plant-based wrinkle releaser spray for your clothes. It saves time. You can look your best on your Zooms and the wrinkles come right out. You guys, it smells like fresh linen. It is the most fabulous thing and it actually works. Tom and Sherry's Iron in a Bottle. If you want yours, go to the link in my bio and you can save some money by using our code WARRIORMOMS15. Tom and Sherry's. Today, we are talking to my friend, Lindsay Cavett. Lindsay created the show Expressing Motherhood and has been directing and producing it for 12 years. In the beginning, Lindsay created the show as a means to be creative and also meet fellow creative moms. Over the years, Expressing Motherhood has helped many women dip their toes back into writing and performing and given them the confidence to tell their stories. For some, it's their first venture to being on the stage. Many performers have taken their monologues and developed them into one-woman shows and even books. The show travels across the country where Lindsay continues to meet inspiring moms. Lindsay was born in Los Angeles, but spent most of her years in South Dakota and Iowa. My husband was born in Iowa, Lindsay. Oh, really? Yes. Now back in Los Angeles, she's raising her three kids in the complex, creative, and sometimes maddening city of Los Angeles. That's right, Los Angeles. But we love our governor. We love Newsom. We love Gossetti. We love them. Just want to say. 
Yep. Welcome to the show, Lindsay. Thank you, Liz. It's so nice to be here. I mean, um, I love that you're on the show today. I'm so happy to see your face. Oh, thanks for having me. And thanks for saying that Expressing Motherhood helped give you your wings and your voice to express that story. That's really nice to hear. So thank you. Well, that's what you do, girl. That's what you do. But before we get to that, you know, I love Expressing Motherhood. I've literally been, fo- since I did it 12 years ago, I still follow you. I still... I'm friends with some of the ladies that I was in the yeah. show. I follow what they do. In fact, one of the ladies in the show, her son applied. I know. To Canyon. I know. And she, and she was like, wait a minute. Is your son Landon? A- he gave her son a tour of the school. I mean, oh, what right. are the chances? I just, what are the chances? I know. What, what is the whole chances? world? It, yeah. It's insane. So anyway, I know you created it. Let's go back a, a bit though, because I'm always really interested about what women thought they were going to do, like when they were little, because nine times out of 10, we had some like weird vision that this is exactly what we were doing. So what, what did you think you would do when you were a young girl? When I was young, I was one of those girls, you know, that would gather all the neighbors and put on shows. My brother would have the red wagon and go sell snacks or tickets So I definitely wanted to be a producer or director, and I also enjoyed acting as well. So I think it was there since I was young. And did your parents encourage this, or did they think you were a lunatic? Like, what, what what did they think? No, they, they did encourage it. They were, it's funny. Are they creatives? Are they like, my dad is, is extremely creative, but he was never nurtured to be creative. You know, back then it wasn't as nurtured. He was a businessman, but extremely talented. My grandma was a singer and she did a lot of theater despite her shyness. Oh, yeah. But my parents, they were, you know, we'd always do karaoke and watch musicals and dance and all that. So yeah. It was, oh my gosh. It was okay. In my house. I love it. Expressing motherhood, it's, I mean, what blows my mind about it. Well, first of all, it's an amazing show because it's real women telling real stories. So I, it's almost like the vagina monologues, but after. After right. you've had your vagina, right. you've used your vagina to have a child. Here's yes. your show, Expressing Motherhood. Is, if you want me to do a commercial for you, just let me know. Thank I just you, did. Liz. No, I'm just, I love it. Thank <laughs> you. Tell me, tell me why you started it. It's such an awesome, safe place for moms, but what made you start this whole journey 12 years ago? Well, when I, I had my first child and I was 29 and I was a stay-at-home mom and I was so jealous of my contemporaries, mostly being men. Oh, I got my cat. Okay, anyway. Oh, who cares? Bring the cat right in. Listen, uh, I'm all about cats. Yeah, he's just way, a cat. I just it's lost fine. my cat of 21 years. Oh, that's right. 21 years. So this is probably my cat telling your cat to, I've been having to try to interrupt this show. So feel free, cat, come on. Okay, well, we'll see if he, if he comes, you know, they have their minds. Oh, no, cats are welcome on this broadcast. Thank Let's you. do it. Thank you. So anyway, I wanted to write a play. I thought that would be something tangible because I thought I had done a short film while I was pregnant that got into um, the Los Angeles Short Film Festival. I just knew I couldn't do that at that time. I didn't really have a babysitter lined up even. So then I was going to take a writing class at UCLA writer, the extension course, but it started at like eight o'clock at night at UCLA. And with the baby, oh, forget about it. No. So had this idea of a collaboration, women and men would write their own stories, send it to Expressing Motherhood, and then we'd curate those pieces for a show. And that's really how it started. And then- so it used to have men in it? Oh, it still does. So, so this I, is- 
funny. So you just said that. I don't even, I don't remember a man in my show. Yeah. The very first person cast, I was scouting a theater and this very tall gay man was so excited by the idea. He's like, oh my God, I have to be on your show. That is I was so like, cute. okay, well let me call my producing partner. And that was the first person cast was a man who they, he uh, gay marriage had recently become legal. So it was about he and his husband, when they would travel, how women would come up and take the babies because they thought they would need help because the wives were in the bathroom. They assumed. Anyway. Oh my God. That is so that, wild. Yeah. So I just wanted to make the show. I've always been, I should say, really passionate about giving a spotlight to underserved stories, especially female stories. Um, and so I, at the time it's like, I wanted to watch a show about mothers and there's like shit on. There's nothing on. There's nothing about mothers. I mean, it's better now, but even now I feel like. Still not great. Show with mother? I mean, I don't know. They're not really representing our, the true stories. Yeah. There's just not that many options. And also just like female directors. And it gave me a chance to direct yes. in a safe environment. Not safe, but like surrounded by women. And well, it, to me, that is safe, but yes. I yeah. Know. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. In a nurturing environment, at least. I, we should so say nurturing. Mothers are nurturing and they were, nur- you were nurturing other people and we were nurturing, you know, you right back because we just appreciated having the safe space to tell the story. Thank you. So yeah, that's how it was born and it just really snowballed. Okay. Well, tell me, I mean, the stories are really varied in the show. Like some of the shows yeah. I, I've been to are, you know, there's really some dark, dark, and then there's just like the dark, funny ones, which is absolutely right. I never forget the one with the girl. She she was answering the door and the UPS man was there and she was having like a breakdown to him. Yeah. Like you rang the doorbell. My baby is asleep. I don't think you realized. I had no idea that she was standing there with her breast pump on. That's right. And, and that, that literally <laughs> killed me. <laughs> yeah. And that's a true story. She did that. And her name is Shannon Noel and she formed Mommy Tonk. She formed that's right. That's right. She formed, yeah. so Shannon Noel formed Mommy Tonk, which is this- the mm-hmm. show in the world. She goes around, right? Yes. Yeah, with Stacey Burroughs. So they're a duo. They're, they sing. The, they're these moms that formed a band. They met doing Expressing Motherhood. But yeah, I, we, I have all types of um, stories. And I've worked really hard to get more diversity into the show because I was like, oh, the worst thing it could be is a bunch of blondes up there. I know. Well, I am a blonde and I do appreciate being up there. But I 100% agree with you. Because I don't want to see a bunch of me's. <laughs> I am, I'm blonde as well, so I'm blondish. But um, yeah, now we have you know women of color and different socioeconomic backgrounds, men. It's it's really that's been fulfilling. Are there any stories that over? I mean, I'm sure a million, but yeah. any stories that you can think of that really stuck with you over the years that you just never forgot, like certain moments. Yeah, you know, I think this is a grimmer story, but I should say the way the stories are told in the theater are safe for people. It's, you know, it's not, but anyway, this woman's child ran through a glass, sliding glass door and the child's okay, but it was her having to just really go to this place of calmness while waiting for the ambulance. Mm. So I sometimes, I think of that, you know, I actually kind of pull from all of these stories in different moments of my own parenting where I'm like, okay, I, I reach for like some strength from their stories. Yeah. That these, these women who, you know, you see people and you make judgments, but you don't really know what they've gone through. We've had two women who had come from chemo sessions and performed. Oh, 
Amazing. We've had a woman named Megan Dolan. She shared her story about her. Her son was diagnosed with um, autism. And so she's developed a one woman show out of that called Lemur Mom. Honestly, like all of the stories resonate yeah. with me. Yeah. yeah. They're mind blowing. I, I mean, even being, even if you're not on stage, you get this feeling of community just being in the yeah. audience watching the show because yeah. you feel like you're hearing parts of your own story and all of these other stories. And then you realize how motherhood really unites us all, which is like literally the reason I started the Warrior Moms, because I yeah. thought, how do I bring all these moms together? And But you and I have talked a little bit about this, but I still feel like there's still this like stay-at-home mom versus working mom thing, you know, going. I mean, I think your show does a great job at kind of, again, uniting all the mothers, but do you feel like that is still going on? Like a little bit of like judgment against each other, like, oh, or just even for not staying at home or working or whatever you're doing, but just for other things, like judgment between mothers. Yeah, you know, Right. Expressing motherhood really tries, definitely steers clear of the judgment. I think that sometimes we probably undervalue and don't understand what each side is going through. I consider myself a stay-at-home working mom, but it's really like I work part-time. My show is such joy. It's not like my friend who owns a Pilates studio and and when COVID happened, you know, it's like everything turned upside down for her. You know, my shows were just canceled and that's okay. That's a big deal too. Hello. And now you're doing them online, which is amazing. Yes. You you did a Mother's Day show, which is incredible, which we promoted. But yeah, I feel like there's still this like, Weird judgment. I think working mom is redundant. <laughs> I yeah. think all moms work. I think if I'm in yeah. the house and I'm cooking for you and I'm cleaning yeah. for you and I'm watching the kids, guess what? I'm working. <laughs> so I think it's redundant, but I yeah. do feel like there's still, I mean, we've talked about this too, that mm-hmm. it's that it's okay to pause. It's okay to right. have periods of your life where you are working like a dog. And then other periods where you're like, I'm just going to hit pause on this because I'm overwhelmed yeah. and it's too much. Like t- speak to that a little bit. Cause I know okay, you believe so in that. I, sometimes people think they'll ask me like, aren't you so busy? You know, you're putting on these shows and cities across the nation. You have three kids. And I, and I say, no, I'm not because I am trying to avoid that. <laughs> and obviously that means I'm coming from a place of privilege, but I ended up being too busy for a while when I was 36 and with ta- so tachycardia, which I, I guess it was born with, but it never had flared up before. So Tell me what that is. Cause I don't even know. Okay. So when I was 36, I had, you know, like, I don't know, three kids under, let's say six at the time, but my heart would start to go really fast. And so I just ignored it because I've always been healthy. This was happening all fall. And then finally it was new year's day. All the kids were napping two of them were and my heart started going really really fast my husband who doesn't normally drink was really hungover <laughs> we waited like 45 minutes and finally he's like you gotta go to the er and we didn't want to wake the kids up because we were just like dude this desperate you know how it is no family yes. around and yes it was stupid don't ever drive yourself to the er but i got there thinking i literally on the car right there i was like oh my god i'm taking a break this is so luxurious. I'm on a vacation going to the I'm hospital. Sounds so wonderful. But then when I got there, you, got, you have to tell them if you're having heart issues. So I skipped the line and then they started putting pads all over me. And I was like, this is, this is not fun anymore. But it turns out, so they had to give me medicine like three times to convert my heart rate. 
And it was really scary. But I was diagnosed with a type of tachycardia called supraventricular tachycardia. It is something I was born with, it turns out, but it's exasperated with stress, lack of water, too much alcohol, but most, and lack of sleep. So for me, the biggest trigger- Oh, you mean being a mother? Yeah, exactly. Exacerbated by being a mother is what you just described, by the way. Totally. I started writing about it and really changing my life at that time. And then a lot of these type A women would secretly text me. And like thin women, I'm not a thin, I'm a medium-sized woman, but like- You are definitely not an obese human. Let no, me I'm not. Let me just say, Lindsay. But, no, but what I mean is like they, <laughs> they would defy your idea of somebody who was having heart issues. Right. And, I would, and none of them wanted to go to the doctor. I was like, just go, just go. So a lot of them were experiencing such stress. So anyway, I changed- I like I was like I can't do this my body can't keep up. So yeah, I definitely try to keep things lower stress when I can. Plus it, I don't want to scream at my kids. That's something else I I really is important to me as a mom like trying to break a um cycle of you know of yelling and raging. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. I think that's really uh, commendable. I, 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 I too, am trying to break that cycle. I think I'm, I think I'm doing a fair job, but I don't know if I'm doing a perfect job. No, me too. Yeah. 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 I think I have my days. Um, but that's, a, I love, I love that you just said that. I think that you bring up a really good, really good point though, is that, you know, have you ever seen that video, just a little heart attack? Yes. It's yeah. my favorite thing in the world because here she is having a heart attack and she's literally like, no kids, I'm fine. And she's sweating. She's having a heart attack. And she's trying to get their like sandwiches with the crust cut off and she's trying to get everybody out the door. And then she's on the phone and she's like, oh, I'm fine. It's just a little heart attack. Like it's yeah. nothing. She so did it have is, a heart attack. And, and she actually, did have, yeah. did she in real life? In real life. I'm pretty sure that's why she, she did that. Really? Okay. I don't call me on that, but I, I, I'm pretty sure. What's her name? Um, it's not Kristen Bell. It's, it's um, Elizabeth, uh, right? What's that? It's Elizabeth something. Elizabeth Banks. No, we'll have to look that up. Okay. You know what? But that, but that's a good point because I, I too have heart issues and tried to ignore it, and then realized I had high blood pressure and was like, yeah. not me. Uh, how could I have high blood pressure? I am young, mm-hmm. um, and whatever. And guess what? I do. And I had another mom that was a good friend of mine who I think had a similar thing that you did. Uh-huh. And we were at a Christmas party and we were talking about how we would forget to take our medication and how uh-huh. stupid that was because. Here you are in this, you're, you're given medication. And I don't know if you ever have this, but like you forget it. You're so busy in your day or you just don't take it because you're yeah. just tired and being lazy and being a jerk. Oh, yeah. she, we were talking about that. And then cut to a couple months later, she died on her couch. Did? Died. So that I made a commitment to myself right then and there, Lindsay. And I'm telling you this because you yeah. t- just mentioned this yeah. story that I will never miss my medication Again, I will never miss it. And I want all the women to hear this right now. If you have a medication you are taking, you are not allowed to miss that medication. My friend missed her medication many times and she is not around to be with her two kids and it's tragedy. So please, please take your medication. I use an app. I'm not getting any money from these people. I use an app called Round and you can list all of your medications. I'll put it in the show notes and you just check them off. And it's a little app on your phone and it sends a reminder like, girl, did you take your medication? Which is what I need. Oh so God. if you're forgetting, you have it on the round, whatever. But it's really an important thing <laughs> that you take care of yourself. You take your medication. And don't ignore it. Like I tell people, don't ignore your heart and drink your water. But like, I think a lot of people are afraid to go get it checked out. But 
Yeah. No, the, the worst thing is not getting it checked out and then you get into a worse situation. So you got to yeah. go in when you think something's going on, you got to go. Yeah. All right. So back to us and our story here. Um, so we talked about the stories that have kind of struck you over the years. So I feel like a lot of women are going crazy right now with like juggling their kids and like exactly like what, what you just said, doing all the right. wrong things because we're going out of our minds and, and really not engaging in any self-care. Yeah. Like, what do you do? Like, what do you do to kind of not be like, do you hit pause? Do you like, how do you kind of not be racing and juggling and spinning plates like a crazy person? I have to hit pause because I, I did a Mother's Day show, like uh, you mentioned and helped promote. Thank you. And I waited about a month when we all went into COVID because I thought I'm not going to do anything. I, I, I just feel like if it's optional, I'm opting out. And so I did the show. It was great, but I did my tachycardia flared up around that time because it was too much. It's like, it's enough stress just to get through the day right now. And and that'll be like our whole lives. Sometimes it's just enough. And it's, it's nice to like cook a meal. That's okay. That's a value, you know? So it's okay to put. And to be present to your kids. I mean, it's okay to be present to your kids and be like, I'm going to just really focus on my kids yeah. And you know, making my home a nice place and just yeah. having a calm day. Yeah. And of course, yes. Then I'll sometimes like I'll pass a billboard and it's like literally like a guy I dated or a guy, one of my contemporaries from college who's directed a movie and I want to die. You know, like yes. that, that I mean, I've had, I've had a few experiences like that where I'm in the minivan in Hollywood taking the kids home and I'm like, oh my God, look what he did. You know, <laughs> yeah. Just, drives me nuts. I think it's a complicated situation why women aren't getting as ahead in Hollywood. Like, but it's because we're raising our families, but we have so many stories to tell, especially after 40. That's when they really get juicy. Um, Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping that, you know, there will be more wanting for our stories. Yeah. Do you you think it's getting better? I mean, I interviewed Patty Speck, Patty Ivins actually, who is a documentary producer. And she was like, I mean, it's getting better, but it's not like there. It, it, there's this perception in politics and in this entertainment industry that it's like this wave of women. This is a wave of women that have come in, and, and it's actually untrue. It is untrue. So I, I, I've I've interviewed a couple women. Uh, one, Simona Grace, who di- is uh, the founder of Moms in Office, and she's like, "There's still percentage wise." a super low percentage of women that are in office. Like, please do not be fooled. No, (laughs) don't be fooled. I didn't understand. Yeah, so tell me. Well, here in Hollywood, um, I have been hearing from people that they they want stories from millennials, you know, or the young, they want stories from young people. I'm like, what about, I feel feel like, especially mothers, we're still, I don't know why, we're getting like stepped over. I don't know why it's not of interest. But yeah, so- from multiple um, people I've heard, you know, they want, they want stories from millennials or young people. And yet Tiger King is, you know what I mean? I mean, it's right. just like, you know, I mean, and listen, yeah. I watch Tiger King, so I'm, I'm part of the problem. I think we have to watch the stories that are, are like, our stories about mothers or watch the show about mothers because otherwise we're not supporting the very thing we want to see, which is right. ourselves. Or just stories written by um, females. There was an Expressing Motherhood alum, Shannon Colliery. I don't know. Do you know her? Bra- Shannon Bradley Collier. She wrote a movie and it got made. It's Amazing. out right now. She's in her 50s. It's her first movie. What is it? 
It's called To the Stars, and it's great. It just it's getting great reviews. Okay, how do we see it? Where is it? Where where is this movie? You can stream. I rented it for four dollars. Okay, of, To the Stars. Okay, the so stars. let's support it's her. Place in Oklahoma in the fifties. It was really enjoyable. I don't want to tell you what else it's about because I it was, it was a nice surprise. But she wrote it and put it on Blacklist. Have you heard about Blacklist? No. What is Blacklist? I guess it's a, a site where you can put your script. There, there might be a little bit of vetting before that, but then okay. producers go and look. And she had some producers come and help her make it. Within like six months, they shot it and went to Sundance. And now it's out and being streamed. I mean, I will put Blacklist in the show notes too. This is all good information. You are just full of good information, Lindsay. Okay, uh, Blacklist. And it's called To the Stars. Yes. Okay, I'm writing it down. So we'll put in the show notes for everybody. That's amazing. Well, that's, I mean, listen, that's a good resource, right? If you're creative and you want to maybe get your movie made, that's a great little resource for somebody to get in front of some Hollywood eyes. And I love that she's over 50 and this is her first movie. I love it. Tell me also, like, have you ever told your story in expressing motherhood? Have you ever, or do you kind of try not to like go on that other side? No, I have. I know you write. I know you write. I do write. Yeah, I've written for multiple publications. I have shared a story or two over the years. Yeah, I tend to tell stories about trying to be a calm mom. Um, (laughs) And also, you know, I come from a family member who's severely mentally ill who raised me. So it's also about that and like keeping an open dialogue with the kids because it's so interesting in LA, we always pass so many homeless people. So that sparked our conversation to mental illness and addiction and like, you know, I do share and I'm, I want to expand that. I've been writing about it, but yeah, I got to keep writing about it. Well, yeah. What do you mean? What do you want to expand? How do you want to expand it? Just to tell the story in a broader, in a broader sense. Yeah. Expand it beyond like a short story or, you know, like maybe write a book about it or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to encourage you to do that. Thank That's you. That's a good idea. Have you thought about writing a memoir? Yeah, no, I've been working on one and with somebody, but man, that's, that's interesting. And then you think about really like, really, if it were to come out, right? Oh girl, I I will talk offline about this, but I do understand. Um, I'm more than, you know, I will say, I will say this two things is that half the time people don't even know that your book came out. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Sometimes. (laughs) I don't even know. Do you follow Elizabeth Gilbert at all? I do, yes. Have you ever heard her talk about seeing the tiger? No, uh uh-uh. So she talks to people. She was, she was, I guess people were writing in and talking to her about writing and saying that they were saying they don't have any time. That even with this pandemic and being locked up, I just have no time to write. I have no time. Uh-huh. And she was like, right. So she did a video and she said, Beloveds, I'm so confused. You told me you don't have time before. When uh-huh. you were working and your kids and now you're at home all the time. You told me you don't know how many time again. I'm so confused. And she's right. like, so what I'm going to say is, you yeah. know, if you go to the greatest shaman in the town where there are tigers and you say, where can I see a tiger? He's yeah. going to tell you to go down by the river every morning mm-hmm. and sit for an hour beside the river and you, yeah. you'll, maybe you'll see a tiger. And yeah. she said, you are not going to get any writing done. If you are cooking and cleaning and running around the house and caring for children, the only way you're going to see the tiger is to sit your butt in the chair for one hour every day. And if your butt's in the chair and you've got your computer in front of you for an hour every day, you might see a tiger. See a tiger. Yeah. And I love that. And I think about that every time I sit my butt in the chair. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, no, I think that's great. I think in the beginning though, we all have, we all have to deal with that, that pandemic in our, you know, yes, our own yes. ways. but yeah, yes. I do agree. If you put the time into something and I just keep coming back to expressing motherhood. I mean, I, I work on it every day. Yes. And I love working on it, but I know I need to also put some time into my own stuff. Yes. Yeah. Well, and self-care is huge, especially for if you have a heart issue at all, you, that's that you don't even have a choice. You have to do self-care. A lot of people have told me, oh, I want it. I want everything to go back to normal after the pandemic. Yeah. And then I'm like, do we? I, I don't know. Like, and I, and I also don't know how much normal we are going back to, because I just right. feel like there's some things we have learned. Yeah. What's your thought on that? Like, do you want things to go back to the way they be, were before no, or you want to like, or no? No. I don't. No. I, 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 no, not at all. I hope, I hope to God, of course, people can work and all, all that stuff. But yeah, I think we're learning that working from home actually can work out better than we thought. Lack of the commute, especially here in Los Angeles. I don't think any of us are missing our commutes. No. I'm not. Oh my God. No. And all this, all the things that the kids were doing, and we're an underscheduled family, but it's still, it was still too much. It's too much. I mean, all, you know, as a woman, just like organizing everybody's schedule was fucking my God, my mind. I could not, I was not enjoying it before. No. No. (laughs) Yeah. Who would have thought it would have taken a pandemic. I hope things will change. I think they will. So you think working from home better. Yeah. Taking more time for ourselves. If you are Uh, doing that, God bless you. I hope you are. Yeah. And I guess saying just not having such a full plate. Just saying like, notice more nose. I guess nose. even more nose, right? Like yeah. it's enough to like write, get dinner, cook dinner, clean, exercise. Like that's okay versus I don't that's know. The 80-20 rule. I believe in that 80-20 rule. You they say that really 20% of your out, output that you have in a day is like the 80% of like of the hundred, 20% is really the only output you really need. The other 8% is you're just kind of piddling around and doing things. Oh. So if you have, you can just do a good 20%, you're like rocking. Got it. You, know, you really are. Yeah. Like if you've made a nice meal and you wrote a little bit and you were nice to your kids, guess what? You win. I think so too. <laughs> Winner. I yeah. mean, literally that's what it is. I mean, I think, I think as women, we're so hard on ourselves. Yeah. We've got this crazy standard that we get from, I don't know where Instagram or our mothers or wherever the hell we're getting it. It really robs us of any joy and peace and anything we could possibly have. Yeah, totally. I think also when you're, when you are an artist or if you're a writer, you always have that nagging voice. Like I should be doing this. Right. And we live in a city where we hustle because we are creative. So I think that's, I don't think that's ever going to go away. That's just the mind of an artist. I think that's I think you're exactly right. I think you I, I think that you don't have to have a tortured artist mind. I think the uh-huh. tortured artist mind for me comes from ignoring it mm-hmm. or not doing it. Mm-hmm. Or like to me, if it's nagging, which it does nag and I'm the exact same way. Like it literally, if I have a day and I don't write my, like I, my stomach hurts. Like I'm like, Oh, come on girl. But uh-huh. if I just give it an hour, I'm so satisfied. <laughs> like it, it doesn't have to be five hours. If it's I can true. just give it an hour and it doesn't have to be every day, but like the days I do give it an hour, I'm so yeah. happy. I feel like I can like, I don't care what else happens in my day. Yeah. Liz, have you written a book? I am in the process of writing a book. I'm in the oh. process of it. And I, I've, I've written a bunch of things like different, you know, publications yes. and things, but I, I'm, I have a couple things I'm noodling, but one, I'm really like at least 
a hundred pages in on. So I'm trying to be right. committed and stick with it and all that. But yes, but it's hard. It's hard to like, A, give yourself the time and B, sometimes yeah. I get insecure. Like, is it going to be there? Like when oh, I sit I my butt in the chair to see the tiger? Yeah. Is the tiger going to show up? I know. So are you writing? Are, do you have a pattern, a writing pattern? What do you mean? Are you waking up every morning and writing? Do you have a set? Oh, 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 oh like a schedule. Um, my, my normal, I can't really write any time past noon. So um, if I don't get it in before noon, yeah. then I feel like the day is gone and I don't have the same juices. I really am a better, like literally open your eyes and go right person. Oh, okay. So I try to wake up early and do like a 6.30 to 7.30 or a 5.30 to 6.30. Cause that, I'm, I'm a super, like I, in fact, I even dream a lot of stuff. So I come up out of a dead sleep and I'm, I literally have to get my phone quick and yeah. start writing things down because I'll forget. So I, I'm really like an early morning. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What, about, what about you? I think it varies. Sometimes it's in the morning, but I, I, I'm still like feeding them breakfast a little smaller. I mean, you know, they're getting out of that. They're eight and the youngest is eight now. So, but, uh, yeah, I would say same thing. I'm exhausted after like, Oh, please. Forget about it. No, forget it. If I can keep my my eyes open past 9 p.m., I feel like a rock star. I'm like, look at me. It's 9.05. Ooh, exactly. 9.30. Now I'm really doing it. I think most moms are morning people. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I Although I feel like a lot of creatives were night people. We're uh-huh. like, I used to write into the night hours, like literally like a lunatune, like uh-huh. writing scripts and things. And okay. now I'm like, oh, that is hilarious. Like, I don't even have a thought past four. Oh, no. I, I'm done. <laughs> my eyes go blurry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fried by that. Forget it. Yeah. Well, how do people, if someone wants to do, wants to work with you, well, first of all, you're, are, I know you're doing shows virtually. Are you going to yeah. do more shows virtually? I know you did the Mother Wonderhood. Yeah, I think we're going to do some more around the corner. And we also have our podcast, which is filled with hundreds of stories from our live shows. Yes. From, and it's called Expressing, Expressing Motherhood. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. can find us on Instagram. We have a Facebook page. Um, you can also join our emailing list, and then you'll know when the next time that we'll hold the show is going to be. So and if people can- want to submit, they, they yeah. wait for an email from you, and you'll say, hey, we're... And no, but normally, you're like, hey, I'm in Texas, or I'm in Austin, and then you'll tell people, I'm here if you want to... But but just until we can do that again, it was, it's probably going to be more a virtual thing, so anybody could... Yeah, which is cool to see people from across the country um, in one show. Oh, so cool. No, I love that, actually. I love that. Okay, so you're going to do virtual shows and people can submit to you. And then if they want to watch it, where do you normally, where can they see Um, it? Well, our first one was off of Zoom. Mm -hmm. And so we'll see. We might do some off of Facebook Live as well. Experiment with that. It's all. Do you record them? Like, can can they be seen again? Like, do you have it like a... Yeah, it's recorded, so they they'll be able. Might have put a link up to that on our uh, website. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I just wondered if you if they missed the Mother's Mother's Day show right. and they want to see it just to kind of see. Yeah, you, know? you go to go to our website and I'll have a link up for the show. Okay. All right. So I'll put that in the show notes too. We'll Thank get you. we'll get all that handled before you're so good. Air, so don't you worry about it. You're awesome, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. We're into the speed round now, Lindsay. It's my favorite part. Oh Lord. Okay. Okay. What is your, I know you just told me you can't drink too much because of your heart problem, but I know you maybe have once in a while oh, you have a cocktail. So yeah. what is your cocktail of choice or is it water? <laughs> oh God, no. I love Casamigos Reposado tequila. Oh, 
so good. Is it so good? Do you just do it on ice or how do you do it? I will. Yeah, we had a guy friend going through a separation, so he was with us for a while. So I got into tequila with the guys outside. Nice. My husband and him. But anyway, um, you can do it on ice, or I put it, I do it with bubbly water and like a splash of anything sweet I have around. Just just a splash, though, and that's it. It's so good. Oh my gosh, that sounds so George, good. My my friend yeah. Joanne Lord is putting like a little uh, jalapeno in hers. Oh yeah. Oh no, it's really good. You really haven't had it. I have, you know what? I'm not huge tequila girl, but I need to try it. I need to try I'm, I'm a martini girl. I like martinis. Oh, okay. Yeah. I never liked tequila until this. Okay. I'm going to try it. Okay, <laughs> fine. Fine. Yeah. All right. What is a mantra or quote that you live by? I don't know if I have one. That's maybe that's bad. <laughs> no, it's not bad, but you got to, I can, you can think about it in a minute too. Okay. Think about it in a minute. We're just, and it could be anything. It could be like, you know, my friend was like, her mind is get up and get dressed. Like she just is like, that, that makes her feel motivated. It could be anything. Um, okay. So we'll come back to that one. What simple thing do you do for yourself? Self-care tip. I drink a lot of water. Yes. That is a really good one. Yeah. It really, water and some deep breathing will get you about 90% of the way there, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Some tequila on the side. With some tequila on the side. Casamigos Reposado. Yeah. Um, it's like we're doing an ad for them. They need to pay me. What makes you feel unstoppable? I would getting some exercise. Yes. Getting my endorphins going. Yes. yes. Isn't that crazy? It does yeah. give you this crazy invincibility feeling when you really like get a little workout in. It's really yeah. good that it's really good to sweat a little bit. Yeah. Big Especially now, there. like we feel a little trapped and we feel a little bit like we're got all yeah. our freedoms are taken away. It kind of goes against all of that. Oh yeah. I've gained so much weight, but my husband about two weeks ago, he said, let's start hiking. So hike, we live up around Hills. So anyway, we've been doing three and a half miles every day. It's made wow. So- I know. I actually, we have to go tonight because we, we didn't do this morning, but, um, but he's like, okay. You're a third of the way up at Everest. <laughs> He's so cute and encouraging. I like him. Yeah. He lost eight pounds in a week. I wanted to kill him. I've okay, lost That's nothing. men though. Men are ridiculous. They just like stop having like a dessert each that's night and they said. drop 10 pounds. It's so stupid. I can't I it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's disgusting. I hate him. Yeah. Okay. All right. I used to like you. Now I don't like you, Lindsay's husband. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. What, who do you most admire? I just admire a lot of people. I admire people that I know. I tend to not go towards motivational speakers as much as like aunts or anybody. I, you know, a lot of, a lot of mothers that mothered my friends growing up, I really admire them a lot and, and have watched and took notes growing up thinking that's how I want to do it for my kids when I grow up. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I admire people who I see struggle, but are able to say they're sorry and like try to grow from there. Yeah. I, oh my God. Yes. Lord, I do. Lots of moms and aunts, I guess. Yeah. But I like that. Um, anything back on the mantra, anything mantra quote, anything? I guess be grateful. I'm trying to wake up and like, okay, what's one thing I can be grateful for before I put my feet on the ground? That's you know, a like good practice. Of, right. Instead of being just like cynical and negative, which I can definitely go that route. I'm, been really been trying to do that. <laughs> I like that. I really do. I feel like that also puts you in the right headspace that you can actually survive these days. Yes. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. What's exciting you the most right now? 
besides your hiking three miles, like you're just up there in the mountains, like a, like yeah. Shelly Temple in the mountainsides. Oh my God. Heidi, um, Heidi in the mountains. I, what the hell excites me the most? <laughs> <laughs> what does? What does? I guess. Jesus, I don't know. It's hard to get excited. Being healthy right now, I guess. I don't know. Oh, that's watching, exciting. Watching my kids. Um, sometimes I have a friend come over in the driveway and we stay like 40 feet away. That's exciting. Listen, yeah. seeing a human face yeah. is exciting. Yeah. I uh, 100% agree with that. Yeah. And by the way, restorative. I had a girlfriend do the same thing. We came over, we took, had all this distance. And she sat there with me for four hours and I thought, this is what I needed. I need to know that there doesn't have to be a time limit that I can just talk to somebody face to face for as long as we want to talk. And it was, I felt so much better. I know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I felt a lot better and a lot more. It gets a little scary sometimes. Like if you don't see a neighbor where we live, it's a little isolating and it's a little weird. So it can be hard if you don't see a human being. We we all need human beings. Yeah. We need them. And that's why, you know what, when you have this show up again, I mean, I, I really appreciate that you're doing it virtually because I want to see it and I don't want it to just not be around. So I'm glad you're yeah. doing that, but I look forward to the day where I can be there in person. Yeah, me too. Thank you. Because in person is always better. It is always better. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, a, it's a really great experience. So being there in person. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And we're going to have this all in the show notes, but thank you so much, Lindsay, for being on the show today. Thank you so much. And I can't believe, is your cat not going to join us at all? I mean, I feel like he just teased me the whole time. He did. I'm sorry. What is this cat's name? He's so rude. Uh, His name's Oliver, but the kids call him Squishy. Squishy? Yeah. (laughs) your cat's name? Yeah. That's amazing. Well, thank yeah. you, you and Squishy. He didn't make his actual he appearance, but he's been here just strutting his stuff in the background. Thank you, Squishy, and thank you, Lindsay, for being on the show today. Thanks for having me, Liz. Us. Okay. And we're, okay. Yes, you and Squishy. Yeah. But we're going to put everything in the show notes about how everyone can see Expressing Motherhood or submit a story or just yeah. follow along these amazing stories of mothers. So thank you so much. No, thank you. I really appreciate it. Oh, I want to take a picture real quick. Okay. Okay, take a picture. Got it. Okay. okay. So- well, thank you for joining me today. And remember to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a positive review. This is Conversations with Warrior Women Podcast with me, Liz Swadek. And remember, every woman has a story. And Lindsay knows that more than anyone. Every woman has a story. You just have to ask her. Bye.